Broadcasting from the campus of Loyola University, it's 88.7 WLUW, Chicago Sound Alliance. Thank you for joining me every Sunday morning at 11 here on 88.7 FM WLUW. Got an hour uninterrupted of your favorite small town kid. Go to the Loyola Phoenix, Nick Schultz. I know Sister Jean pretty well. I think he's the sports editor. There. He is. Right. He's a sports he's editor. Yeah. Sports good, columnist, sports writer. And, uh, and there's a, there's... I'd be lying if I said I wasn't watching baseball in class. Nick Schultz, who is a, a rising star in this profession. Our guy, Nick Schultz, covers oil for the student newspaper there, the Loyola Phoenix. I have to keep pinching myself <laughs> and asking if this is real. I cannot believe this is happening. I'm a poor, starving college student, so I would say I was physically here, but I wouldn't say I was mentally here. Welcome into the Periscope. If you're here, anybody's here, feel free to chime in in the comments. This is going to be one of those shows. Feel free to just comment. You see the final score there, 51-50. Drake over number 22, Loyola Chicago, who will probably not be ranked tomorrow. That was a game. <laughs> I mean, there's really nothing else really to say, except I don't think either team played as well as they could have. And that was just, uh, yeah. Like I said, feel free to comment here. Uh, if you're just joining, you obviously just saw the ending of that Drake-Loyola-Chicago game in overtime. Final score, 51-50. I'm Nick Schultz. And I guess I can say what a game, but it really, I mean, Loyola committed 19 turnovers. Drake shot 33% from the field, 15% from three-point territory. Uh, the difference was Drake made their free throws. 10 for 14, uh, Loyola went 6 for 10, and Crutwig had five fouls. Yeah, not a great performance from the Ramblers, and this is not the game you needed that in. Two-bid Valley is now back on the table. I wasn't sure it would be, but as I talked about yesterday with Kevin Sweeney on here, Drake needed to win today, and they did. Loyola checked in at number 10 in the net entering today, and I believe Drake was somewhere around number 30 from what I saw. But yeah, that... Not the best game. Feel free to leave your comments here. It's just me. I'm here for you. Leave your comments. I'll respond to all of them. Let's start with the good. It was the game we expected from these two teams. I expected this yesterday. I call it Rocky versus Drago. I, I figured it'd be a heavyweight fight, and we got that today. It really was a heavyweight fight, even if it, even if it wasn't in the best way. And I also said yesterday that Darnell Brody needed to improve Big time, he need to be more disciplined, not get into foul trouble today. That's exactly what he did. I thought he turned in a really good game, especially defensively. Nine points, eight rebounds, and he only had three fouls after having four, had three in the first half yesterday. Three fouls and two halves in overtime today. Yeah, Reese Johnson, that hurts bad. Yes, this one, that one, if you're a Loyola fan, it ripped your heart out and stomped on it. Yeah, Iowa seven footer, big time W. Go Bulldogs! Yeah, that's my, that's Drake fan chiming in. I'm here for everybody, both sides. Feel free to comment on here. I, I call I brand this as Loyola post game live. 
It's Loyola Drake postgame live today, so I'll see both sides on here. Again, as I was saying, Darnell Brody, big improvement today, more disciplined, and that helped out tremendously for the Drake Bulldogs. It turned in a great performance today from him. Also, Roman Penn, Tramel Murphy, and DJ Wilkins are just cold-blooded. I mean, those guys are three of the best in the league for a reason. Murphy finished with 17 points, including a, and he had a smart miss on that last free throw. Wilkins had 11 points. Penn, 10 points, 3 assists, 5 steals, 5 rebounds. All-around good game from Roman Penn. And on the Loyola side, offensively, they were led by here Ugwak and Cameron Crutwig with 11 points each. Crutwig with 14 rebounds, his 20th career double-double. Lucas Williamson, 10 points to go with 4 rebounds and 2 steals. I still say he's Defensive Player of the Year. Braden Norris hit some big shots down the stretch as well for Loyola, but it just wasn't enough when they needed it. And here's the bad. I say it again. 19 turnovers for the Loyola Ramblers. That doesn't happen usually. But have 19 turnovers against this Drake team. I really don't know what to say, especially when Drake turns those turnovers into 22 points. You've got to take control of the basketball. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't really impressed with Cameron Crowick's passing today. Wasn't one of his better games passing. And I mean, that happens. But it, it that didn't help today. Getting, again, 19 turnovers. Crutwick had five of them. Ahir Uwak had four. Norris had three. Yeah, that got to take got to keep control of the basketball. You have to keep control of the basketball. The reviews, I don't want to harp too much on the referees. I know both sides will probably have something to say on the referees. All I know is if I have to work at 6 o'clock, I'm a bartender at night on Sundays. I have to work at 6. If they were going to review more plays, I was probably going to end up being late with how many reviews they were doing. That's all I'm really going to say about that. And I go back to the three-point shooting. Both teams today combined to go 7 for 38 from three-point territory. 7 for 38. That's not good. And yeah, that's why I say when what a game. Yeah, it went to overtime, but it, it really wasn't a gr- it really wasn't a good game. I mean, that's I mean, it was a close game. It was an entertaining game. It was an exciting game, but it wasn't a good game. A Mason 005, hoping to have a two MVC teams in the MVC tournament. So happy with the result. Need game three Sunday at Arch Madness. Yeah, this just changed the entire conversation about a two-bid valley. And I'll be very interested to hear what Porter Moser and Darren DeVries had to say in their post-game press conferences. I wish I had access to it, but I don't. So we'll see that on Twitter, I'm sure. Uh, Iowa Southern Florida, that's the Drake defense for you, too. Yeah, I mean, we talk about Drake's offense. They've, they're a good defensive team, too. I love what Darren DeVries has done over there. He's done a hell of a job. And that defense, it can be lethal, and you saw it today. Let's run through a couple more stats here. Loyola won the rebounding battle. It wasn't close, 46-30. to 30. Again, Crutwig with 14 to lead the Ramblers. Brody with 8 to lead the Bulldogs. But, I mean, the story of the game was Drake capitalizing on the Loyola turnovers. Because that was really, in overtime, Loyola went 1 for 7 from the field. 1 for 7. Drake went 3 for 5. It really, there's not much else to say. It just wasn't a clean game. So when I say it wasn't a good game, that's what I mean. It wasn't a clean game for either side. So now we bring up the question, as A. Mason 005 said, two-bid Valley. Talked about this with Kevin Sweeney yesterday. After talking with him, I will kind of back off on my prediction, and especially now that it didn't happen, that a team needed to sweep this weekend and lose to the other team in the Arch Madness Championship game. Now I think a two-bid Valley is back on the table, 
And as I said, as I said at the top of the show, I don't think Loyola will be ranked tomorrow. They were 22. If they won, they were probably going to slide up a little bit tomorrow. They, if, maybe they'll be 25. Maybe. But this doesn't. The way they played in this game was a big thing. I mean, you look at the box score. Yeah, you see 51 to 50 in overtime. You see that Cam Crutwig fouled out. You see all that. But to look at the eye test, they, I made this point today on my radio show on WLUW at Loyola. I made this point. The starters played a lot of minutes yesterday. Drake did not play one player. Or I think they, they did. I take that back. They played Garrett Sturts 34 minutes yesterday. That was the only player to play 30 or more minutes. I want to say Loyola had three or four guys play 30 minutes or more. I think the most they played was 30 minutes, now that I think about it. Think back to what I was saying. That made a difference. I made that point today, and I wasn't sure how it would go. Loyola was up at halftime. The second half, as we saw yesterday, Drake was up 34-31 at half, and Loyola just put their foot to the floor. Today, the tables turned. And it wasn't really Drake putting their foot to the floor. It was just they played better than Loyola in the second half. I mean, Loyola went 1-for-8 from three-point territory in the second half. Drake went 3-for-10. And Loyola shot 34.8% after the break. Drake shot 31.8% after the break. That's why I say, when I say it's a heavyweight fight, you had two great defensive teams. Loyola's still going to be the top defensive team in the country tomorrow because they only they held Drake to 51 points. They were averaging 56 points allowed. So that number's going to get better. Drake's defense showed up today. So that number's going to get better. Defensively speaking, you have two really strong defensive teams. But all in all, looking at the whole game, sloppy on both ends. The shooting was cold on both ends. It was especially sloppy for Loyola. But yeah, I thought Marquise Kennedy turned in a pretty solid performance off the bench today, 7.6 rebounds. I wish he'd have hit if I wish he'd have hit some of those shots down the stretch there to make it to kind of keep Loyola in front and maybe extend a lead when he needed to. But the numbers that stand out to me are the turnovers. You're not going to win many games, especially against a team like this, when you commit 19 turnovers. To put it in perspective, I made this point yesterday. Porter Moser's goal, at least as far back as 2018, is when I first heard him say it. 15 or more assists a game, 10 or less turnovers. Let's get an update on that goal today. 8 assists and 19 turnovers. So I have a feeling he's not going to be too happy in that post-game press conference. I have not seen any quotes yet. Here's a quote. Uh, Tommy Birch from the Des Moines Register just tweeted out a quote from Porter saying, we definitely had our chances and we didn't get it done. So we'll hopefully get some more updates from Tommy. Tommy Birch is there in Des Moines, and maybe we'll get some updates from him. Luke Calzada is covering the game for the Loyola Phoenix. Maybe we'll get some updates from her as well from the Loyola perspective. Here's a comment from Reese Johnson, the weatherman. All in all, more national attention for the Valley is a win, and getting fired up is too. Yeah, I mean, that was yesterday's game, a blowout on national TV. Not ideal. You don't want to see a blowout between your top two teams on a national stage like this. A game like this going to overtime today, that's what you want if you're the Valley, and that's why it strengthens the argument for a two-bid league because now the selection committee saw that today. And again, I know that they'll look at the box score too, and they'll see that Loyola didn't play, didn't play its best game today. 
But the national attention is huge. It was I saw it on Twitter. I saw Pat Forty from Sports Illustrated. Someone was tweeting at him. I can't tell if they were trolling or what about Penn State being down five. And he retweeted it saying, I'm watching two NCAA tournament teams right now. Is something going on at the bottom of the Big Ten that I should know about? Yeah. So I, I think between the national attention and where these two teams stand right now, a two-bid valley is back on the table. I wasn't sure after yesterday, just the way Loyola absolutely manhandled Drake. I wasn't sure if we'd get the two-bid valley we've all been hoping for all year. After today, I could see it. I really could. And especially as we head toward Arch Madness, I brought this up on the radio today. We're two and a half weeks away from Arch Madness. Loyola has three games left on the schedule. I want to say Drake has four after today. I will double-check that. But we're in the home stretch. And that's why if I'm Porter Moser, I'm not real happy in that locker room right now. Not real happy on the on the Zoom call. Here's another quote from Porter from Tommy Birch at the Des Moines Register. Loyola coach Porter Moser said some of the jawing after the game came from Drake's side. Told me to look at the tape following their win yesterday at Drake's today. I'll just leave it at that. So something to keep an eye on there. Okay. Gonna have to watch out for that. I didn't see anything, but I very well could have missed it. So if anyone did see it, like please let me know and keep it classy in the comments. Not that anyone's gotten too out of hand, but when we're talking about chirping on the sideline, I don't want to see pointing fingers or anything, but that'll be something to keep an eye on for sure. I'll keep I've got my Twitter open here with tweets from Tommy and Lou coming in. And we'll keep you updated on that. But that is Drake's 20th win of the year. They're now 20 and 2. Loyola meanwhile falls to 18 and 4. Tons of jawing at the end, a lot coming from Drake. Yeah, I, I, at the end of the game, I was getting this set up. So I wasn't really, usually the last like few seconds, couple minutes of the game, I'm setting this up. And luckily I had it at the end of regulation basically done. But then the last possession, I was just setting up, you know, a couple of these banners, getting the score set up and getting making sure I had comments ready. But yeah, I, I wasn't sure if there was anything, but it, it seems like, okay, we got a couple comments here. Uh, you could see Drake players yelling at Loyola, but camera angle didn't show Loyola's side, so tough to see. And Drake was talking that, I'll say stuff. Um, I'm just going to clean it up a little bit here. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't see anything, but that's a, a quote from Porter. We'll see if Darren DeVries responds to it as well. But Tommy Birch is all over this for the register, so I'll keep that open during the rest of the show here. And again, keep sending in your thoughts. Do you think the Valley will be a two-bid league? Who do you think gets the automatic bid? Do you think these two teams meet again in the Arch Madness Championship? Send that, send those comments my way here. I'll probably be on for maybe 10 more minutes if I can. But you're, you're watching Loyola Post Game Live here. I'm Nick Schultz. You've, if you're just joining and missed it, uh, the final score, Drake 51, number 22, Loyola Chicago 50 in overtime. The Bramblers had plenty of opportunities to pull ahead and just could not could not get out in front. And uh, that's what I was saying here from, uh, I think it's Joey. Joey, I'm going to butcher your last name here. Is it Joey Pelaga? Uh, can't have 19 turnovers and expect to win, especially against this Drake team. That's the thing. Maybe you can get away with this against, I hate to disrespect other Valley teams, but you can maybe get away with it against Illinois State. Maybe Bradley, since they're so shorthanded after the suspensions yesterday. Maybe Southern Illinois without Marcus Domask. Maybe Evansville. You can't get away with that against this Drake team. And I know, knowing Porter Moser as well as I do, because I talk to that guy every day for four years, 
knowing him as well as I do, he's going to be pretty pissed off in that press conference. He's not going to be happy about the turnovers especially. I guarantee you that's going to be what he focuses on the most between the missed opportunities and the turnovers. You absolutely cannot have 19 turnovers and expect to win against this team. Reese Johnson, it's Arch Madness. Three-Bit Valley isn't out of the question if Loyola and Drake went out to the semis. That's an entire <laughs> three-bit Valley. Reese, I'll have what you're having, man. That'd be awesome, but I don't see that happening. Uh, I think it's Matt Rensler chiming in here. The other team I'd worry about is Bradley, but they apparently suspended a bunch of players. Yes. So if you missed the news yesterday, Elijah Childs, Donya, Ch- Donya Kingsbury, uh, Deshaun Henry, and there's, there's one more. Donya Kingsbury. Elijah Childs, Deshaun Henry, and Terry Nolan Jr. That was it. All suspended, at least for the series against Missouri State, for violation of team rules. Brian Wardle didn't rule out a suspension lasting longer than this series, so stay tuned for that. They're playing right now, I believe. Uh, and then Bradley or most State knocked both off. Arch Madness for the win. Yeah, that Arch Madness is going to be wild this year, man. I'm excited. Uh, Iowa 7-footer. I think Loyola wins a tough game between the two in the Valley Championship, then a two-bid Valley. Yeah, I... I think that's what's going to happen. I think Loyola would have to get the automatic bid in order for the Valley to have two bids this year. I just, I think that's what's going to happen. Maybe, I mean, Loyola's record, I mean, the, the, the metrics love Loyola. That's what Kevin and I talked about yesterday. That was, he even said that exact quote. The metrics absolutely love Loyola. And I'm checking Ken Palm now to see if it's updated. It has not. Oh, yes, it has. Uh, Loyola 18-3. and three. They're still 10th in Ken Palm. Interesting. Very interesting. Loyola is still 10th in Ken Palm rankings. So maybe that changes the conversation a little bit, and we'll see what happens in the net tomorrow because the net will drop tomorrow morning. Loyola was 10th today. I have a hard time seeing them staying in the top 10. I mean, you you see the numbers. 35.1% shooting, 21.1% shooting from three, eight assists on 20 made field goals. So it wasn't very efficient. And obviously, I don't think there's a factor in the net, but the 19 turnovers, man. But the five steals, though, for Loyola, but Drake had 11 of them because they were turning the ball over. That's what's going to happen. So I don't know what's going to happen in the metrics tomorrow. As I said, as, a, as I sit here right now, I've got Ken Palm open through 10 of 28 games played on Sunday, February 14th. Loyola's still number 10. I'm going to refresh that again just to be sure, but they're still a top 10 team in Ken Palm, so maybe they won't drop as far off as I thought they would. Definitely going to keep an eye on that, but Two-Bit Valley is back on the table. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I was skeptical. I talked to Kevin yesterday. He kind of knocked some sense into me and told me I was – he didn't say this, but he, the, word, the way he put it, I was basically overreacting about the potential of a one-bid league. So two-bid league is back on the table for sure, especially – I mean, that was overtime, 51-50 to 50 final score, Drake over number 22, Loyola Chicago. The other thing to watch – Will Loyola stay in the rankings? Will they stay in the top 25? It's hard to say. The defense was strong. I think they can ride the wave maybe from yesterday, but a loss, third loss for this team, maybe number 25, I guess. I'm going to wait and see. I know Seth Davis will put out his poll tonight to feed the Twitter trolls. I don't know what everyone else is going to do, but maybe number 25 for Loyola. I don't see any more tweets coming in here. Oh, Porter Moser calls Drake an NCAA tournament team. That's a given. That doesn't surprise me because Drake is an NCAA tournament team. I think they both are. It's just a matter of what the selection committee thinks going forward as well. But yeah, it was. I, I keep I keep saying it because I I feel like it can't I can't overstate it enough. 
it wasn't a great game today. It wasn't a clean game by any means. But Drake came out on top 51-50. to 50. A lot of opportunities for Loyola in overtime in the second half, and they just could not put it together. I want to say the largest lead of the game for Drake was six points, and Loyola led by as many as ten. And that six-point lead for Drake came with 16-29 left in the first half when they jumped out to a 6-0 lead early on. Drake led for 10 minutes of this game. Loyola led for 28 minutes and 50 seconds. So, yeah, you see how close this game was. And it wasn't clean. It wasn't an offensive display. You knew it wasn't going to be an offensive display. Because, I mean, you've got the top defense in the country in Loyola, and I, I feel like Drake gets noticed for their offense more, but their defense is really strong too. It's just a fact. Upcoming schedule for this week for both teams. Uh, Loyola will travel back home to Gentile Arena to take on the Valparaiso basketball team. I know they dropped their mascot this week, so I'm not really sure what to call them. I don't know if that's like an effective immediately thing if they're dropping their mascot, so I'm just going to say the Valparaiso is coming to town to take on Loyola. That game will be on Wednesday at 7 p.m. You can watch it on NBC Sports Chicago. As for Drake, they will head to Cedar Falls to take on the Panthers of Northern Iowa on Wednesday. Uh, that game is, a, I believe, a 7 o'clock tip as well. So that's the action coming up. There's other Valley games going on today too, so be sure to check those out. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up here because we're not getting any more comments. Thank you all for watching. Final score today, Drake 51, number 22, Loyola Chicago 50. I will talk to you all on Wednesday when a new episode of the Believe in Bulls podcast drops, my new venture I'm working on. And I will also talk to you on Sunday for the Sunday Sports Shootout on WLUW Radio at Loyola University. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay warm. It's really cold out there. Stay warm, stay safe, and have a great night, everybody.